Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy, and today's guest is Mike Zietzma, CEO and founder of homeschoolamericanhistory.com. In short, Mike loves teaching history, whether it's directly to kids in his classroom or through the material he produces for homeschool learning. Mike feels history is undervalued in education, and his passion is to show how very essential it is to our future. In this episode, Mike talks about how history reveals everything about who we are at our core, whether good or bad, and how history points the need for a savior. We also talk about how he provides students with high quality learning material developed from a Christian perspective and thus creating authentic learning. How Mike incorporates a lot of differentiation into his courses to engage a variety of different learners. How his thematic activity packages contain variety and projects and how his curriculum is not simply read the text and answer some questions, then write an essay. Mike works diligently to create a course that is academically enriching and visually appealing in design, which has actually been helpful for autistic students, which is great to hear. He's also been reviewed by Kathy Duffy, Homeschool Curriculum Reviews and has gained a very positive review. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea, and a pen and paper, because you're not gonna wanna miss what Mike has to say. Every Thursday, I have Teacher Talk Thursdays, where I talk about practical things to help you save money on curriculum and create units yourself easy and quickly with things that you already have. Also, I will be holding a lesson planning masterclass on October 15th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The first 100 people will get it for $25 along with two one-week science lessons after the masterclass. Register below and I will see you on October 15th. Mike, say hello to our listeners and tell us what is a misconception you feel most have about homeschooling? Well, thanks for having me on, Bex. Really appreciate you uh, giving every time. And uh, yeah, I, I love teaching history. And uh, the course that I produce, it really is focused on the, a high quality of education. And I think that's one misconception with homeschooling is that, okay, homeschooling means, you know, sitting at home and just reading a textbook. And uh, there's so many good products out there from a variety of different authors that are really of high quality. And so I produced this, this course. I'm a teacher myself, and I use this, these exact same resources in my own class. I've just tailored it specifically to, for homeschool use. And um, uh, I think that, you know, that the whole misconception that um, homeschooling is just for, you know, people who want to kind of just seclude themselves, that's inaccurate. And uh, there are many different homeschool associations out there as well, too, that provide so much community and everything, and students can learn collaboratively. And uh, yeah, I think your show really provides an opportunity to highlight uh, creators and authors and really provides parents with a great resource to see what's out there. That's exactly why I did this podcast. So that way, people like you who work so hard and have great resources are able to 
uh, talk about it and parents are able to connect and really find out what other options they have. I do feel like a lot of parents don't realize the quality behind homeschool education. Uh, they think that it's uh, a mom sitting around a kitchen table <laughs> with a, a bread roller, you know, and her apron, uh, and she's just, you know, teaching. And that's really not it. It's, it has come a long way uh, from what it was until to what it is now. And it's just growing. Technology has just taken it to the next level, honestly. So it's been pretty amazing. Yeah, and I think that, you know, when we look at learning as a whole, you know, I consider myself a lifelong learner. And so I'm not confined to just a classroom in order to learn. And, you know, uh, you're a teacher as well, too. And, you know, we learn new practices in a variety of different ways. And those can happen through, you know, attending a seminar. They can happen through conversations with others, reading books, uh, through something where we are developing a, a skill set independently. And so the same thing is too, is uh, for any different type of learner, there's multiple ways to learn. And every, every type of learner is different. And uh, you might find a learner that is, learns in one particular way, another one that is more bodily kinesthetic type of learner. And so I've tried to create a course with a lot of variety. And so I, I'm, I really believe in the whole concept of differentiation within education and to provide a lot of different options for students to engage the material and to express what they've learned. So the course is not simply, okay, you know, listen to a lecture, and I, I do use lectures and they're narrated and everything, but read a textbook and just the traditional stuff, it's much more than that. And so I use animated maps online. And so they can listen to narrated animated maps. Uh, I have different projects where they're creating a product, a creative product, um, and uh, you know they really have to express from a first person what it was like to experience a particular event. And uh, so all the way through, it's not just, you know, even at the end of the unit, okay, test an essay. Um, there's a variety of different options that they can do to for evaluations. And I try to create a really visually appealing product as well too, in terms of the workbook. So you're not just looking at like a mass of text the whole time, because nobody wants to just look at a mass of text uh, it's just like getting a really long email and you get the email and you're like, oh no, right? And so to create a, I really enjoy graphic design and creating a, an engaging product that you know, kids are going to be excited about when they, when they open up that book. Yes. And I have the book right here. <laughs> this is an amazing <laughs> book. I remember when I first got it in the mail, I was like, wow, this is really a beautiful book just by looking ahead and opened it yet, and I just saw the quality behind it. And, you know, when, when someone literally takes care and thought of the quality of material you're going to use, you know that they've taken care of also the quality of um, resources they're putting inside there. So as I go through this um, book, I, I see different, like the things you had just finished talking about, the technology requirements, interactive quizzes that they're able to do, um, you even have a course, you have a course summary, you have a course mark breakdown, you provide so many resources and opportunities for parents to be able to even walk alongside their children. I mean, look at that beautiful artwork. Um, just that's, it's beautiful. And you have all of the necessary, you know, lesson plans in here, checklists, so that way 
unit guides. Um, you can start right there from the original colonies, U.S. history. Now, what is the focus um, of, I mean, we, it, we know it's American history, but do you have, are you focusing it on a, a certain perspective? I think when we, like history is complex. And, um, you know, we live in a time frame where, you know, we have to have defined perspectives, one perspective on any issue. And so that same perspective is applied to looking at history. And when we look at history, we have to look at the good and bad of history and everything in between. And recognizing that when we're looking at that, there are things which are complex, which, um, you know what, really need further investigation. And so I really provide the opportunity for kids to look deeply at these historical events and to really try and understand that, you know what, these are human beings just like you and I who lived through these sorts of things. And just like there are, you know, things to celebrate today and things to, that are unfortunate today, well, that's no different throughout history in, in any country. Um, because when we look at humans and we look at the capacity of the human heart, uh, the good and the bad of humans is going to be revealed in every people group throughout history. And so I think where I'm coming from is that when we look at history and the quote that I have that I developed for, for all of my curriculum is while creation confirms the existence of God, history reveals the need for a savior. And I'll say that again, while creation uh, confirms the existence of God, history reveals the need for a savior. And so when we look at studying history, whatever the topic, American history, I teach other ones too, European history, Canadian history, whatever. Uh, and we look at people, and we, we, we look at the attributes of humans, you know, innovation, courage, sacrifice, those attributes are going to be evident. At the same time, we're going to see those other attributes, the negative attributes of, of human nature, uh, greed, selfishness, revenge, quest for power. And there's different solutions that people have proposed to these problems of the human heart throughout history. And we look, for example, at democracy and a constitution, those are good things. And they've helped to constrain or limit the, the full effects of the human heart, but they still haven't solved the underlying problem uh, of the human heart and sin. And so when we look at history, we should be coming to the conclusion, the deeper conclusion that, hey, you know what? Um, we haven't finally fixed this underlying problem of the human heart. And we've had plenty of time that would indicate our collective need for a savior. And so I, when I teach you know, world history, uh, we see all of these things and we see humans and, and like I said, the positive things, but also um, the, the capacity of the human heart. Uh, and so we see that in, in every culture. And so when we're looking at history, we need to look at all of that. And too often history can be just dates and facts. And, and that's where it stops for, for many in, in many school systems and so on. Uh, and that can engage some who can memorize very well. But for those who can't memorize, you know, right away after just seeing dates and facts, their reaction is, well, history is boring. Well, the dates and facts create context to look at things in a deeper manner and finally get to what I said, um, you know, to finally find that, uh, grasp that realization that, wow, you know, history reveals that need for a savior in all of us. And what a so paradigm that's the shift. underlying philosophy that I come from when I'm developing this course. What a paradigm shift. I mean, wow. I mean, what, what do I even say? That's amazing. Cause I never, 
I have been a Christian for over 20 years and I never actually stopped to think of the course history in that way. I, I think that's going to be so powerful as parents, homeschoolers, um, listen to that and hear this because that's really what it is. Like I'm, as I'm listening and I'm, and I'm allowing, you know, my mind to process what you just finished saying and just kind of like letting it go in. It's really, it's really hitting the core of me. And, you know, I, I was one of those who was in school who really had a hard time with history. I did. I looked at dates. I looked at, you know, all of the different events that happened. And yes, I had heard from a teacher that, um, if we don't learn history, we're, we're prone to repeating it. And I understood all that, but I could just not connect with, I couldn't connect with it at all. Mm -hmm. And imagine I would have had a teacher who would have, or even a curriculum that would have guided me in a way of understanding history in that paradigm where, yes, looking at the human heart, where where we are, where we're coming from, and the realization that we all need a savior, right? Like creation does speak the hand of God, but like history talks about the need of a savior. That is probably one of the most profound statements I've heard, you know, for thus far, honestly, um, besides the Bible. <laughs> it's like, it's, <laughs> it's very profound. Um, what was your inspiration to create this curriculum? Um, well, my nephews and nieces, they're all, they're all homeschooled. And so uh, I saw a need there. And, you know, I, I really enjoy creating stuff. And so uh, during the summer, uh, this might be a little bit weird, but I create curriculum during the summer. I, uh, for a couple hours every morning, I create curriculum and then I go fishing in the afternoon because I love fishing. And so that's how I experience God's called uh, God's creation. Uh, and so I try and that, that quote that I, I developed, it defines my curriculum, but also kind of defines me as well too, in terms of, you know, what I, what I value, what perspective I'm coming from. Um, but yeah, the inspiration was really my nephews and nieces, uh, starting to homeschool and then seeing that need and then also really enjoying creating curriculum and, and, and graphic design as well, too. Now you have, do you have a degree in graphic design or is that just something that you really love doing? Uh, I don't have a degree in it. You know what? It's one of those things where like, I would never say growing up that I was artistically gifted. It's right. something that, you know, um, like with computers, uh, as I started teaching, I realized, wow, okay. I, I grasp these things uh, well in terms of using a computer, in terms of designing something, you know, on a computer that that makes sense to me logically, and I enjoy the reward of of a final product. And so it's interesting. I, I went through university, high school, and so on, and I never realized that I, I really enjoy gra graphic design. And so, um, just as as your teacher as well too, you know we really learn a lot as we are teaching along the way about ourselves, but also we, we learn by doing, right? Absolutely. Learning by doing. And I, you know, a lot of times in my classroom, what I do is I have maybe some students who it's going to sound kind of counterintuitive, but I have a, have a method to my madness where they're <laughs> not actually grasping the subject. I actually will give them the task to, go and like, and teach it. Like I, I, I say, okay, well, we're gonna, I'm gonna have you 
take this topic. I don't give them the whole thing. I give them like a piece of it. And I say, I want you actually to teach this. So I want you to take this week, get deep, go deep into it and I'll help you create the lesson, all that other stuff. And by the time that they have, you know, created everything, they do understand that one thing because now they're tasked to teach someone else. It's their mm-hmm. mindset is just different. It's not about just having to learn it. How do I apply this? How do I teach someone else to understand this? So now they're thinking differently and you're right you know the highest level of learning is to be able to teach which is probably why a lot of us teachers or well Mm -hmm. i can't say all of us but a lot of us you are most definitely one of those included because you still do curriculum when you don't have to that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah we we love learning we actually absolutely love to learn we love to apply it we love to create things um as teachers and as homeschool teachers you know i think that's the one thing that we really have to offer our students you know a lot of times we might not know all the information but the fact is that we have a teachable spirit and we have that desire to learn which allows us to be able to look for the information apply it properly because our mindset is thinking well i have to teach this so what about it do I need to know and how and like and we we begin to internalize it and we get mm-hmm. excited about it so yeah yeah and, and you know what it's if you're going to teach something you know as we have to be prepared and so there is that you know intrinsic motivation that that okay I better be prepared if I'm going to stand in front of somebody and teach and so uh, like one of the course options so I have a the physical workbook option uh, that you're holding up and then I also have a co-op version uh, and then a paperless version on Google Classroom. In the co-op version, it's interesting that, you know, within that setting, you know, talking about teaching each other, and that's where more of that collaboration can take place, where uh, you're teaching members within your co-op and so on. And so I provide that as well, too. I provide lesson plans for the lead parents. And then uh, the workbook is discounted and the resources are discounted for you know, a group of five to 10 um, co-op students. And so I just introduced that last year and it's gone really well. It, uh, again, it, get, it, it works against that whole notion that, you know, homeschool is seclusion, which is inaccurate. There's so many homeschool uh, associations and co-ops and so on that students can become involved in for a variety of different subjects. And, uh, you know, learning to teach others, whether that's in a co-op setting or even, you know, in, you know, with your parents, uh, that can happen in that way. And that can reinforce learning as well, too, especially reviewing before an evaluation. So when you were talking about the creation of this, uh, of, the, of this workbook over here and all of your resources, you had mentioned a lot of um, different types of learning uh, skills that, uh, that you are targeting um so what type of student would be able to benefit from your curriculum uh you know what it's designed to really engage all students now i recognize too that you know there's no perfect model for every single student but i really strive hard to create a lot of differentiation in terms of the evaluation so uh the way each unit is organized is is organized thematically into thematic packages so in the first unit you have the first thematic package is the original colonies and so students will do a, a animated map 
they'll look through that and they'll uh, listen to a narrated animated map. Uh, and then they might do some work from the online textbook. So I used an, a free online textbook. And there's a lecture in there, all the lectures are narrated as well too. And then they might do something more visual where they evaluate a political cartoon later on, I might have that uh, and so on. So each of the, the units are divided up into this into those thematic packages. So it really helps with clarity for focusing because sometimes you, know, you can just give student handout after handout after handout individually. And it's just like, okay, where does this fit? And you know, you know, what page is this on? You know, I have this mixed up. Uh, but with each unit organized thematically into these thematic packages, and each of the thematic packages work from knowledge to application. So by the end of the, the package, they are trying to apply or critically evaluate the event as opposed to just collect information. So again, you need to understand the context of a topic, the dates and facts, but we don't stop there. That's the starting point to look at something more deeply. Wow, I wish you were my history teacher because I might have liked <laughs> history. I actually didn't um, understand history until I went into art history, believe it or not. It oh, wasn't in college. Yeah, it was in college that I began to really understand history and I understood it through painting. I understood it through mm -hmm. the types of paintings that were used in that time, who was being con you know, commissioned to be um, you know, painted and you know, the, the, the style of painting, um, the type of architecture, I actually began to understand the economics of things. It was really crazy how my brain worked and, and understood um, history based on just looking at a painting. Like if I looked at the painting and I knew they were using um, oil painting or if they used water paint or if they used fresco, I literally understood why their economic period and, and things like that, and the type of art that they were using, the artist, it was really an interesting thing um, to see that. And like with the Rococo and the Baroque, I, I understood the time period based on the way the architecture was, was mm -hmm. designed. And it was just really, it, it was very interesting. And um, when, when you're able to like touch a lot of different learning, um, learning skills and different types of ways of learning your your the, the the chance that child learning that subject are, are larger and being interested in that subject because you're actually um you know you're tapping into something that 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 really resonates with them so uh kudos on you for it but it's, it's, i i can't even imagine how much work it takes to get mm -hmm. all of that stuff in there so I just want to definitely highlight that, yeah. that you're taking your time to do that. Yeah, and that's the hope with, you know, differentiation that there's a student in my, in my class that hopefully they find, you know, a way of get a better understanding of the way in which they learn. And so there's still essential skills that students develop. You know, we have to be able to write effectively. We have to be able to make presentations effectively and communicate orally. Um, but that's a great story for yourself where, you know, you, you somehow came across that, you know what, I really like evaluating history through visual things like artwork. And uh, hopefully a student, uh, after doing my course, they come through it. You know, I really like evaluating history through this particular mode. And uh, that, that really was an eye opener for me because uh, we often think about, you know, education and it's just the content that a student is learning, like in math class, science class and so on. 
but it's so often the skills that they learn. And so they develop those, those independent learning skills through the process of completing all of these different courses and so on. And they find what works for them. And they also find out what doesn't work for them. And uh, I found it out in grade five recorder class that you know music didn't work for me, okay? Hot cross buns was too hard for me to play, okay? It's, uh, so we, we find those things out along the way and, and that's okay too when we find out as individuals that you know what, that's not the type of learner I am, that's not my strength and that's okay. That's so funny you mentioned hot cross buns. I remember, <laughs> I remember playing that on my, on my recorder. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only song I could play. It's like hot cross buns. <laughs> yeah, just bring back bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So, as we're wrapping up, um, what's the call to action? Where can they connect with you? Where can they get your resources and you know find your social media connections? Yeah. So my website is is I would recommend most. So homeschoolamericanhistory.com. I'll say that again. Homeschool. AmericanHistory.com, and right away on the landing page, you'll find the three different options for the course: uh, the workbook version, which uh, you've kindly detailed, and um, a co-op version of the course, and then also a paperless version of the course through Google Classroom. And if parents want to just take a look at the Google Classroom version and just a free tour, then just contact me through email at info@homeschoolamericanhistory.com. Um, and you, I'll, I'll give you a free tour of, um, of the platform. You can see if that's a good fit for you. And uh, that's great. And if you have other questions about that as well, too. And then I also have a coupon code. If you are listening to the podcast here, uh, then you can use in capital letters Homeschool Advantage. And that coupon will give you $10 off. And so feel free to take advantage of that. And I do have another course in the works as well, too. And that is a world history course, World History in the West. And that's from the Renaissance to the present. And that's really more so a grade 12 course. And uh, so, yeah, that, uh, that is very close to nearing completion. And hopefully we can talk about that again in the future. I would love that. I would love to learn more about that one too. Yeah. And thank you. That's awesome. You give our listeners um, $10 off. So it's homeschool advantage. I'm also going to put all those in the show notes so that they would be able to easily access everything, um, which is fantastic. So Mike, um, can you give us one huge takeaway that you would want families, parents, homeschoolers to take away from our conversation today? Uh, you know what? There are good options out there for you to homeschool. And you know, if we were talking, you know, 20, 25 years ago when you know homeschooling was really at its infancy in a, in a lot of ways, there there really wasn't a diversity of resources available for all sorts of different subject areas. But that has really, really changed. And there are great resources available. Uh, there are uh, resources in terms of advising people as well too, who have been through the process. I, I encourage people to do that as well too. And so it is another way to learn. And, you know, this homeschool, uh, homeschooling might be something where that is a really good fit for you and your family. And so uh, feel free to pursue that. And, and there is help out there and there's, there's great resources available too. Yep. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I second <laughs> that. 
So homeschool is, I just want to encourage you, you know, continue to listen to the podcast, find out the different people who are creating curriculum, who are, you know, available to you and are willing to give you, you know, free tours of their, their work. They're working hard for you. Mike, thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate your testimony, appreciate your expertise, just all that you have to offer. And just thank you for, for being here. Thank you very much for having me on. And, and thank you very much for, you know, putting together this show as a resource for parents as well, too, because, uh, you know, that's a lot of time on your part as well, too. So I'm sure many, many people uh, appreciate the work you put in. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.